to the Comics Deserve Better podcast, where we cover the world of independent comics. I'm one of your hosts, Brian, and with me as always are the other two parts of the CDB crew, Carrie and Darcy. Hello. Hello. How are you all doing this evening that we're recording? Good. Good. It's starting to feel like fall a little bit, even though that's weird to say for Southern California. Yeah. But it's starting to become our fall, which is very exciting. We bought pumpkins today, so the two Cal- Southern California seasons of hot and not as hot were not as hot. Now. Yeah, I know. It's just really <laughs> so, great. So yeah, definitely. And and fall is the best season. You know, you can fight me on that if you don't <laughs> agree. With we're me. in tornadoes. I think that's in, that's, oh. that's what Texas season we're in right now. So we're ah. doing great. Oh. <laughs> as long that's, as, as long as everyone's safe. That's yeah. That's scary. Yeah, yeah, that I scary. didn't know you guys got tornadoes. Oh, yeah. For some oh, reason, definitely. I thought it was hurricanes. Tornadoes and hurricanes. I oh, know we get those too. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, to, just depends on what part of Texas you're in. We get most things. Nice. <laughs> and everything's bigger in Texas, right? So, all right. Well, um, this is our episode that uh, we are returning on from our little hiatus. I hope you guys like the bonus episodes if you have listened to them. Um, and if you haven't, please take a listen. They're, they're fun. And um, they are. Yeah, we have uh, a little bit of changes in the formats. Um, we're actually pretty much only if there's something huge in news, we're going to talk about news. Um, I, I kind of figure our, our best news articles or our best news conversations were about um, like DIY projects like Kickstarter or Gumroad and stuff like that. So um, we're kind of replacing that with uh, what, what I think we're calling for now DIY Corner. Um, and we have a few of those going on today. Also, after our main course, uh, there was, we won't have the discussion anymore. But once again, like if something comes up or we really want to get into it, maybe we'll we'll make room for it. But as for the regular format of the show, uh, yeah, the two big differences is that DIY Corner has been added and uh, we won't have a, a uh, discussion every single episode. So let's a get- A lot of those discussions were tied to news or like, um, uh, tied to what we were talking about inside the episode. So we're just kind of putting it all together instead. Yes. Yep, exactly. All right. So let's head on over for the first time to DIY corner. Do, 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 do. There we go. Mm-hmm. We're walking over there. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> so, um, we actually have four Kickstarters today. Um, the first one, uh, I'm going to, Actually, the first two, uh, I'll have Darcy uh, kind of introduce to us. Uh, the first one is the Rudy, right? Uh, Shadow of the People. Want to go ahead, Darcy? Certainly. Uh, Darudi Shadow of the People is by Brenton uh, Lingle, um, and it is about. Um, it's uh, kind of based on the true story of Buenaventura Darudi, who was uh, an anarchist um, for. He kind of describes it as kind of like if you take Braveheart and V for Vendetta and put it together and it takes place during the Spanish Civil War because it was kind of like the true story of the Spanish Civil War. But you you think about it from if you're a comics person, you think about it from like um, the perspective of like V for Vendetta, um, which also kind of like loosely based on real events. Mm -hmm. Um, It's... (laughs) 
I don't personally know a whole lot about the Spanish Civil War and that I know I covered it in school at some point, but my memory of it is pretty much nothing. Uh, so <laughs> the art is incredible. Uh, it's got all, like all the pages I looked at. Um, just the art is just gorgeous. The character figures, very um kind of sketchy but also very human-like so it, it's not like cartooning this out very bad the colors very earthy very red a lot of blacks um it, it's just very beautiful and it's covering a bit of history that i don't personally know a lot um but i think might be a little bit applicable to maybe modern day life slightly i don't mm -hmm. know um you gotta love an anarchist sometimes so <laughs> uh yeah I, th I thought that might be a little bit interesting to read because it's definitely a part of history i don't know a ton about the art style is definitely the type of art i like to see in like a history and biography comics where mm. it, it might not be you know like like spot on like photorealistic but it's it, it you know you, it definitely has more of a realism feel to it right still retaining some cartoonish and uh, for people in education, I think these sorts of things as a way of teaching, you know, real life events is so important because it makes something that maybe we don't relate to, or maybe we don't think we can relate to just so much more inviting and accessible for so many people. So I do, I do like that a lot. Yes, absolutely. And yeah, like I said, I know this was covered like something about this was covered because when I, I saw this, I was like, God, this is so familiar. But at the same time, I can't access anything in my memory about it. So it's like I, yeah. I, I kind of want to read this to, to, to get the full story, the or Spanish, at least something of the full story. The Spanish Civil War is basically in at least at least when, when, when I was in school and the way I was taught is basically just like a predecessor to to world war ii and yeah. and it's like it's like a two sentence one like, of yeah preamble. Mm -hmm. yeah it's like yeah. oh by the way there was a revolution going on yep. in, in spain and now here we go to world war ii right yeah. <laughs> right so so yeah um but yeah it looks really good uh and actually the um the kickstarter ends uh, literally an hour before this episode will go out on thursday october 14th um but i just learned from darcy thank you very much that you you usually are able to purchase um projects after the uh the campaign is over so that's what we're talking about still yeah I, i'm not sure if this is like a project by project basis i'm not sure how it worked with this but i know i have been able to buy uh finished completed projects through kickstarter like you can go on their kickstarter and go through that and buy their projects like it's usually a good way to get it um like usually there's links provided and things like this so uh, yes this project will be um uh, it's already met its goal uh, so you can go through uh the kickstarter which oh, cool. will provide it and and be able to get to it because I'm, I'm not sure where else you'd be able to buy it at this point uh, but hopefully i'll find it and and yeah. provide a good link on on our twitter awesome it looks great um all right well let's move on to the next one which also has kind of a historical flair to it uh hans vogel is dead okay so hans vogel is dead volume one was uh, a second pick i found uh which is uh and also kind of same period i'm not sure why i landed on like around world war ii <laughs> uh, but i did that's what i found when i was looking around uh but it's uh hans vogel's dead volume one uh by sierra barnes uh and it's um 
not uh, a true story this time. It is fictional, and it's about uh, this World War II uh, German uh, fighter pilot who dies. Uh, he was, you know, like a, a not necessarily willing pilot. He was a German who was a German, and so he was fighting on the German side, but he wasn't necessarily willing. Uh, but he also wasn't fighting against what he was doing. He was just there and doing what he had to do, mm -hmm. but he dies. And instead of uh, going to uh, the Valkyries take him and instead of going to, you know, Valhalla because he was doing a good thing, he's uh, going to the opposite of that, um, which I can't remember what that is right now. Um, and he's like, oh, I guess I was wrong in what I was doing. Oh, and he gets the opportunity to uh, go back around come back to the world and kind of make up for the terrible things he did um and the art again incredible he's got a, a sidekick fox <laughs> awesome <laughs> uh, which is fantastic <laughs> uh, so he um kind of uh, it, it's a good i think not that i'm saying uh redeem nazis or anything like that i'm certainly certainly no. not uh but there is something to be said for you know like uh learn that you're a terrible person and do better yeah. kind of thing and that's what this story is is that you can realize that the shit you are doing is wrong and make up for it and that's what the story appears to be um and also there's a cute fox so Yay. I think that's an incredible storyline. Yeah, I agree. There's such, there's such an, an apologist view for the German people who didn't fight the, the Nazi regime. It's like, oh, they were just doing what they had to do. And it's like, well, there's a, there's a lot of nuances as to why the German people, you know, like it's yeah. just, it's a big thing, but I'm glad this storyline is being told because I think if, the German people as a whole could have gotten a do-over. Maybe they would have got like, you know, during that time, done it over because not a lot of them are great to a lot of the Jewish people and to the other people there. So, well, that's kind of, you know, like what German people now kind of have to, they're kind of like required to sit back and say, well, we fucked up like their, yeah. their history, the history they learn yeah. about what happened. Like they're required to sit and learn, you know, we fucked up full stop as opposed to like all the bullshit we learn about what happened. Like we don't learn that America sided, like so many Americans were on Hitler's side for the longest period of time. Nobody oh, yeah. learns that in history's class, like, you know. <laughs> yeah so many celebrities so many politicians we're mm -hmm. never taught that um because we don't want to look ourselves in the face exactly. uh, but yeah a lot of german history like classes a lot of their education like that's kind of required it's kind okay. of fallen by the wayside now uh, but like you know you you yeah. kind of do you have to sit and look at yourself in the face and that's the only way you're going to yeah um feel the need that impetus to to make change i think it sounds like critical Absolutely. race theory <laughs> sounds a kind of a little bit like critical race theory maybe yep. yeah in the u.s and why it's necessary but yeah but you know yeah exactly you can't change if you don't know what you've done is wrong essentially yeah it's like you gotta you gotta base base the, the crap <laughs> 
and know that it's wrong and, and then so you can move on but why would we ever want to learn from our mistakes yeah exactly that's not <laughs> like the purpose of mistakes is to learn from them right it's just to keep doing them over and over again apparently right. <laughs> but anyway yes. the art in this is fantastic oh man the art looks are great gorgeous yeah and there's an adorable fox sidekick so. the box is very awesome. cute and the um i like the 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 texture of like the leaves and everything that the, mm. the, the, everything just looks really like just natural and and lived in absolutely cool. and i think it just met its goal like uh, yes. like last night so oh, um it was it was promoted by like a a pretty popular ace uh uh tweet so yeah, I, I think it met its goal last night. So it's kind of guaranteed to get uh, printed. It's guaranteed for like a lot of the rewards to go out. So if cool. you want it, um, jump on. It come, it, uh, that campaign ends on this Friday, October 15th. Yeah. At, at well, 3.30 Pacific time. So you can make the calculations from that. Um, <laughs> you can, I can. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. So, um, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's, at $13,440 as we're recording. And the goal was $13,091. So it just made mm. right over. So that's really good. So the rest is all, it's all just cabbage, I guess, or it's all good. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. So, okay, well, moving on to the next one here. Um, we have the uncred the Incredible Wreck Last, which is a fun, cute, all ages story. Um, about the world's strongest 10 year olds <laughs> and um, but then she ends up having to uh, face her biggest challenge which is school so her first day of school is her biggest challenge and so you know it, obviously this that description sounds like it has a lot of whimsy in it and it, this definitely is kind of a fun all ages comic with some really fun art in it, um, giant cats, which I'm always all about, which is great. Uh, the creators uh, are Aaron Walter and Sarah Rudin Kuhn. So um, this looks looks great. That's super cute. Giant hamsters too, I think. Yes. No, giant guinea pigs or something. Giant something or others. Yeah, no, you're right. There's a frightening clown. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. it looks like the Joker type of clown too so that yeah. is definitely a little frightening but yeah I, um but yeah it looks it looks like a little fun like kind of um you know a uh, good story for for kids especially if they're kind of afraid of going to class in school very cool which can be both great and not great at the same time all right well and that comes that ends on tuesday october 19th so that's has about a week to go uh, okay and the last one is Cardiacia, Stories of Representation, Queer Love, and Fat Bodies. And uh, this actually is an Italian um, Kickstarter, but it's also going to be published in English. And uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's an, it's an anthology of a few stories um, that have to do with, um, with kind of like body imagery, as well as what it means to, to be queer, plus, you know, also kind of like dealing with how you view yourself. So um, there's a few stories that have been announced in it. Uh, one's called, um, actually, before I say that, the, the, the name, the uh, Kardakia, it's, um, it means in Greek, um, 
a pained heart, a pain that makes you feel out of breath, anxious and restless. So oh, that's okay. kind of the, the vibe that it's, it's going for. It's kind of like, you know, the way you view yourself kind of just puts you out of a, a situation and makes you feel worse. So um, this is kind of, it's about self-love, which is great. Um, that's a pretty word. Yep. Yeah, it is. So there's two, there's two different stories in this uh, anthology. Uh, they're called Magnolia and Talia. And, um, and they're, they're sold as a package in this anthology. So um, they both look like they have great art and they both look really interesting. So definitely um, willing to check it out. Yeah, there's, um, there's a, a section at, um, I, I don't know, there's a section in here that's got a, a whole list of uh, kind of identities and ace is represented so you That's know I'm cool. always on board when that happens um so I'm here for that uh the art all of the art there's like several different um interpretations of the cover like the cover that is shown is like a heart um and and like a heart with background but there there's several different interpretations of the heart uh, and like every different interpretation of this cover is just gorgeous um so i, I really like that uh i i think it's gonna be really interesting i know like that international comics like the way people come up with comics and in, in other countries is always like super interesting you know like graphic art as a medium for storytelling everybody does that um but i'm not entirely sure i've ever read an italian comic before so it, it might be super interesting mm -hmm. um i i know like uh, they've got a list at the bottom of uh everybody and like their nationality because i put flags cool. next to them um and like somebody's um put down like their flag for Italian and like Italian and English for like what everything's come out in. So like a lot of the descriptions just in Italian, so it might be hard to read, uh, but then um, like they make that very clear what's coming out and what by putting the flags next to it. Yes. It's like some of it's not, not uh, super um, uh, clear. Uh, but some of the description is uh, not even some a lot of the description is is in english so that certainly helps as well so it, it is it is an italian but it's also in english so just kind of like scroll down a bit and you'll get to the english section so <laughs> yeah, don't 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 be too daunted it is definitely there yes. uh, but the art on 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 uh on some of it is just like really really pretty i i'm 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 interested. I'm definitely interested. Yeah. One one of uh, my books of the year right now, um, Alice in Motherland, was is by two uh, uh, Italian women. That are they Italian? Yes, they are. So did I know that? Might, might have. I might have mentioned it when I when I talked about it before. But but yeah yeah they're 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 both Italian and um, they live together and they're a couple and they're they're uh, actually quite well, okay never people. mind I've read Italian. So yeah. Um, Very cool. So yeah, this is definitely looks really interesting. Um, and uh, this actually ends on um, about in about two weeks. So you have you have plenty of time. Uh, 15 days to go. So it's um, it ends on Wednesday, October 27th. Cool. All right. So 
now we are going to move on to our spotlights, uh, which are like normal. And uh, well, who would like to go first? I, I would. Carrie just waved her hand. So <laughs> I feel like Carrie. I'm in school. Okay, so I've been on a Dune kick. Um, it's part of it is because I've always wanted to read it. Uh, another part of it is because I've uh, I have a lot of interest in the new movie. I will not be watching it because I don't watch movies, but. Um, <laughs> I, it I'll just it looks good it. and I love Zendaya. I think she's gorgeous and uh, she's amazing. So I'm always for any project that she's a part of. But um, the spotlight that I'm looking at just got announced this week. It's Dune, A Whisper of Kaladin Seas, number one, by Brian Her Herbert, uh, Kevin J. Anderson, Jacob Rebelka, and Ed Dukeshire. It's on Boom imprint. Um, it's supposed to be taking part of the... Um, the Dune universe that's the prequel to Dune itself so um it looks really good I just like the I like the continuing of like the pantheon of all the characters and all of the things so I'm it's a way for me again to get into the Dune universe without having to watch the movie uh as I'm still tackling the book because while the book is great it's just it's a big read so it is um I'm turning into a sci-fi nerd now, but yeah, that's what I want to read. So I'm looking forward to it. And it looks very, very pretty. The art's fabulous. The colors are great. Um, it just, it looks, it looks really cool. So, so Jacob Rebelka um, did what actually one of Darcy and my favorite uh, comics recently, which is Origins. Yes. So, so yeah, that's, that's some great art in there. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah excited about that and i have never read a dune comic so i'm gonna be on hook to, to to jump into one soon and i got a digital reader so now i can read it digitally like everyone else i'm really excited for that welcome to the cool club yeah <laughs> for the not cool club depending on who you're talking to yeah, exactly. <laughs> how cool. i read so. cools either has uh has little uh quotations on it or not depending on Very much so. yeah. how you want to take that uh, absolutely well it looks really good and it sounds good as well i know kevin j anderson and brian herbert has done like basically all the dune stuff and since... brian herbert is frank herbert's son yeah so that's why he's continuing kind of his dad's legacy and as a star wars nerd the uh, kevin j anderson did a lot of star wars stuff that's where i really know him from so that's pretty cool that's it all right um so darcy you want to go next sure uh mine is a uh basically a twitter thread comic yeah. um it's a uh, page by page on twitter from melanie gilman um at mel gilman um and it was done for 24 hour comics day uh or 48 hcw so 48 hour comics week i think um back uh on October 2nd, which is uh, like a week and a half, two weeks ago, something like that. Um, and it was basically a, a horror supernatural romance comic uh, called The Night Mother. And it's set kind of in mainly maybe like Salem witchy trials kind of era. And the basic story is that you've got a woman who has um, had a miscarriage or like a series of miscarriages and so her husband has filed for divorce um and so she has been judged by the community to um have the right to marry 
revoked from her and she's very sad and she's been kind of pushed out of the community um and she's very depressed and she uh is kind of wandering around and she sees this woman in a graveyard holding a like swaddled bundle mm-hmm. and uh she, the, the woman in the graveyard says i need somebody to nurse this child uh this because i'm unable to nurse my child and she says yes obviously uh, i'll nurse this child I, I, I you need a night nurse for your child i'll nurse this child and the child is a bat um, so she becomes she becomes the night nurse for uh, this woman's bat child, and so um, she reads to it and she cares for it and she loves it and during the whatever during they turn over right like the woman comes and and takes uh, takes the baby away and like they they alternate and she never stays and she kind of like maybe falls in love with her and she definitely loves the baby but then eventually like the community's like uh what the fuck this isn't a baby it's a bat <laughs> what's going on you're not supposed to have a baby first of all you're not supposed to have a baby second of all it's a bat um and then um things happen i won't wow. spoil it because you could read it but interesting things happen it's it's very dramatic and and romantic in a supernatural kind of way i really enjoyed it uh the art is it's like on yellowed paper i'm not Mm -hmm. sure i think i felt like it was hand done and just scanned in um you know digital art so it's it's so good nowadays it could have been digital but i think it was hand done and scanned in and it's done on like thick yellowed paper and the art is all black and gray and white Uh and orange it's got such an interesting color palette anyway it's gorgeous i really loved it very retro very very like suspenseful very romantic very funny in this like what the heck I didn't expect that to happen kind of way but <laughs> mm-hmm. still incredibly sweet I'm going like on record it. right now that if if I miscarriage a whole bunch and my husband not Brian but like if my husband <laughs> left me and then some people were starting to pull a lot of judgment on me on me I would burn the fucking shit to the ground I would just the weirdest thing people get judgmental about yeah, exactly. I like when you were describing it right now like I got so incensed automatically i was like fuck i can't i i have heard i have i have literally with my own ears heard people be judgmental about it and i do not understand it as a person who has never attempted to have children but like have had family members who have had you know like miscarriages and Mm -hmm. and whatever it it seems like the most heart-rending thing in the world Mm -hmm. it seems awful like if you are literally attempting to have children and cannot have children, I cannot imagine how awful that is. And people get so fucking judgmental it's about like it. People get up in your shit about yeah. it. Up like, in your shit like, about it. It's so weird. It's appropriate to start asking you about like the methods of conceiving yeah. like, right. that you're attempting. And it's nuts. Exactly. It's it's so it's, nuts. It, yeah. It's, it's like it's, sex isn't something we talk about unless I'm going to talk about like 
how often you're attempting to have a baby. It is so Isn't weird. It, we're such a weird society. It's yeah. so bizarre. Such a weird society. Yeah, the comic looks amazing. I it almost comics great. Like old newsprint. Like yeah. that newsprint it, yes. paper, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. really cool. But with yeah. orange, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, it's really yeah. cool. No, absolutely, and and also at the the last picture shows a bunch of nubbins of uh, of, of pencils. So of I, think, pencil I, think it, I think it was done. <laughs> oh, um, you're right, you're right. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think the scientific those board is pencils nubbins. down to the bone. <laughs> so awesome. Oh yeah, it looks really good. It definitely does, and um, mm. yeah, it's it's it looks like something that it came from the heart as well so that once i figure out good. twitter i'm going to read it it's it's which i promise i'll, I'll show you how to, how to read <laughs> it I'll, even though i'm probably not much better than than you are when it comes to twitter but um but yeah i will uh yeah this looks really good it's good for the spooky season too so it's, okay it's, spooky season should be every day mm. of the year but the official spooky season mm. um okay so I think we'll move on to uh, the last person here, who is me, Brian. Yeah, Brian. Oh, <laughs> so we went to brunch today, and um, That's such and, a stupid story. and and there was a wait. I mean, we haven't had a wait in a while, and um, so I put down my name, uh, Brian. And they called about like 10 minutes later and it felt like in the, the way, the way people have been arriving, it was like about our turn and they call Bryant party of two. And so like, oh, they must just messed up the name. And like, so we went and walked in there and they sat us down. And then this other couple comes and goes like, hi, we're Bryant. <laughs> I'm like, like, who's Bryant? <laughs> like, that's such a weird. Oh, we, <laughs> we did. We, yeah, we, we totally did a Maybe it was funnier pop. when it happened, but it yeah. was, it was. So now I've been calling him Bryant all day. Yes, I'm getting full Bryant energy right now. But um, so Bryant's choice of uh, the um, quick hit here is A Righteous Thirst of Vengeance, number one by Rick Remender, Andre Lima Arujo, Chris O'Halloran, and Russ Wooten. And it's, uh, it's done by Image Comics. It just came out last week. So it's fairly new. Um, so it's about our... Uh, so far, unnamed protagonist, he starts out in Chinatown in Vancouver and catches various buses through mostly a rainstorm to reach a destination far north of the city in a rural mountainous area. Um, on the way, he experiences these little small adventures that kind of reveal the kind of character he is, which is like a kind of a caring and thoughtful, even when he doesn't want to be <laughs> kind of character, like, um, you know, kind of reluctantly, like he just does what what he feels like is right even if he doesn't want to um he so he, but he finally makes it to his destination and he walks in on something that he was not expecting and uh will probably put him in the crosshairs of law enforcement Uh-oh. so don't want to get too much in it and it's a very quick description because this basically was silent there was maybe like um five or six word bubbles and that's about it in the entire oh. thing and never no exposition uh just kind of you follow this character you don't even learn their name and so it's kind of a cool way to start a story. Very cinematic in a way, you know, like kind of like like a very cool cold open of a of a of a movie. It's the kind of the vibe I got from this. Um, the the artwork looks really good. Um, I do like a few other Rick Remender books, so I'm definitely um, very intrigued to see where this goes because uh, there's there's not much given, but there's a lot of questions that have arisen already. Oh, that's interesting from this. 
and I don't want to give out what he sees in this house because <laughs> that's kind of the plot of the story or the big reveal of the story. So keeping spoilers non-spoilery is a good way to do it. Yes. <laughs> so is this the only issue that's come out? This is the only issue that's come out so okay. far. So um, I'm sure the next issue will probably have a little more explanations in it, but I I, I definitely um, read it a couple of days ago and just was like, this is this is pretty cool. And like I said, it feels like a, a movie, so I that's was definitely cool. all for it. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, then uh, I guess we'll go move on to our main topic of the week, which is Verse Book One, The Broken Half by Sam Beck, uh, published by Vault slash uh, The Wonderbound imprint. And this was Darcy's choice. So I'm going to hand over the microphone to Darcy so she can tell us all about it. Okay. Uh if you remember or if you don't remember i'll go ahead and refresh verse was a book i picked as a spotlight uh last uh season uh mainly because sandback is awesome so i kind of mm -hmm. figured this would uh go in line with everything sam has already done uh i think it did personally uh sam has really fantastic art and that's kind of mainly why I picked it. I really like Sam's art, mm -hmm. but plot wise, I think um, it stood up really well also. Uh, just kind of from the jump, it kind of had like, I don't know why recently I've been relating everything to Studio Ghibli, uh, but Verse had very kind of like Laputa Castle in the Sky vibes to me mm -hmm. because you start out the story as uh, hundreds of years ago, you have uh, these very, very wealthy people who lived in these cities that floated uh, in the sky. And then a thing happened. Those people had like magic and all this stuff, but then a thing happened and the cities all fell. And now in the present day, you've got like the ruins of these cities uh, kind of exist sometimes. Like you've got like these uh, fantastic like wide shots almost of like the background and you'll have like the bones of places of these cities that are still around and the backgrounds that are just fantastic. And it just felt very lapida to me. Um, you've got this, our main character kind of Fife, uh, who's a boy in this uh, small town who's learning to be a blacksmith. Um, but he wants to be like a good blacksmith and he can't learn how to be a great blacksmith in his small town. So he wants to leave and go to the city to train to be a better blacksmith. And so he goes to his brother's grave and he's like, all right, psyching himself up and tell his dad. He goes and he does that. And so his dad helps him gear up to go on an adventure to the big city to get a better education, which is kind of great. <laughs> it's a great reason to go on to adventure, get a better education, but he promptly gets lost, um, which can't blame him. So would I, there's no street signs in this place. <laughs> there's no real roads. <laughs> so he gets a GPS uh, using, using uh, the verse, which is like, there was the old kind of magic and now there's like this um almost a like a line into old magic that uses this sort of incantation which is verse and so there's like two kinds of magic there's like magic people 
just do naturally. And that's what monsters called the veil do. Mm -hmm. And then there's incantation, which gives you a certain sort of power and that's verse. Uh, And so this, this person that's all like has a hat on and you can't really see what they look like very well comes up and is like oh you lost here let me help you out i can put this map on your hand and says a verse and you know if you if it goes away or whatever just repeat it and it'll reappear and you won't ever get lost and so fife is walking and it vanishes and he's like well i guess i'll just have to repeat it And he tries and he tries and he tries and he tries and then he tries again and he finally thinks he gets it. But instead of his map reappear or his compass, it's really a compass, his compass reappearing on his hand, Mm -hmm. instead this amulet that he's been wearing breaks and this girl appears in front of him. But she's not just a girl. Uh, she's a girl with horns. Mm -hmm. So what she looks like to him is a vel or a demon. Uh, but she can talk and she has self-awareness and the capability of knowing who and what she is and whatnot, except she has amnesia, which is everybody's favorite fictional <laughs> trope. Um, but she does know her name, uh, which is Netia. Uh, and she knows that she doesn't look like what she thinks she should look like because she's horrified by her own horns. <laughs> she cries at the side of her own face which is great everyone should hate themselves a little bit (laughs) exactly everyone should dislike the look of their own face just a little bit just once (laughs) feel that deep deep self-hatred uh so healthy you guys i know right uh fife initially is scared of netia but then comes around and they're pals and they wander and they're looking for the big city so that Fife can be a master blacksmith and Netia can find out who the heck she is and what the heck she is. Um, but they get caught by uh, rivers who are the military kind of, <laughs> but specifically the military who hunt uh, Vel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but they don't know this quite yet. These aren't real rivers. They're rogue rivers. Mm-hmm. Um, so they end up in this camp of rogue rivers run by Ophelia, who's an uh, uh, ex-soldier rival, uh, and Magdalena, who is kind of a spy for the uh, for the scholarly group of people who is a magician who uses the verse. And Magdalena doesn't really know what Netia is at first. She's just trying to figure her out. But the more she studies, the more she kind of figures out what Netia is. She's trying to figure out, try to figure her out. She's going back and forth between the city and this camp of Riger, Rivers. And they're this big camp has a lot of characters in it. And during this period, Fife is studying with a blacksmith. Uh, Nettie is kind of getting a lot of hate from certain people. Fife and Nettie are kind of becoming closer and closer friends. While at the same time, Magdalena, when she's in the city, is having to deal with this really scary, <laughs> evil 
but still really cool looking character called Bronca, who's having, if you're watching What If, or if you watched What If, an evil Doctor mm-hmm. Strange moment mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. where she has all this verse like built up around herself and she's calling forth Vel like crazy and she can control Vel and she's decided that it's not just her job as a user of verse to destroy Vel it's her job to control Vel and to use Vel to do whatever the fuck she wants she's powerful she's awesome what the fuck ever Magdalena later realizes she comes up with this theory that Nitya is based on uh, the amulet that broke when Nitya appeared, uh, which has a symbol on it. Based on that symbol, she believes that Nitya is a member of a house from one of those floating city houses. That is 300 years old, the house of Callus, which was um, the master of death, uh, which makes her able to use these gates. So she's not a Vel, but she has the ability to use the magic without using verse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so Bronca decides whole she finds out because magdalena's really shit at being a spy (laughs) she writes everything down she talks about it she's like reading shit out in the open she's i i fucking i love magdalena so much she's great she's fantastic but (laughs) she's really shit at being a spy yeah and so anyway uh bronca catches her and then bronca goes after nitty as well um, because yeah, she's, she's super fucking powerful. She's possibly like this, uh, reborn ancient, like last of her line, uh, master of death or something. But at the very least, she's capable of using this magic that no one, but the veil, as far as they know, can use. And she's self-aware. Mm-hmm. And so Bronca goes after her by attacking, uh, her friends that are the rogue rivers and Fife, who obviously Netty is really close with now and does so by activating all of these Vel that she has control over. And the only thing Netia finds that she can do is use her magic to fight back. And she does that by opening these gates and disappears and that's the end of book one mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yeah and that's kind of what bronco wanted to happen also it sounds like to me by yeah. reading this and so bronco kind of got what she wanted so it's kind of a cool cliffhanger ending on there this was yeah i mean not sure if bronco knows where they went when they went yeah. to that game <laughs> but yeah it, it is what she wanted yeah this was such a good book for our first episode back. Mm-hmm. I really appreciated and enjoyed this choice particularly. It felt um it was a, a fun read. It was an easy read. It um it was super engaging. The artwork's fabulous. I really loved the coloring. Um absolutely. I'm one of those suckers who always wants the two lead people to have a relationship at some point. 
So <laughs> I'm I'm rooting for a five Netia uh little romance at some point. Um, it's super. It's Ophelia's a badass. Magdalena was me. That would be me as a spy. I'd be, I'd yeah, be so fucking absolutely. Yeah. I would be pure That's shit like at it. James, James Bond level of badness as spy. Just, yeah. yeah, James Bond's cool and like those are fun movies, but he's a crappy spy. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, like, he tells everybody his name. Yes, he is. Exactly. But like, you know, everyone was so fun. Um, even though Bronca's like a pure evil cunt, mm-hmm. I absolutely loved her design evil eyes oh, great right. character design gorgeous gorgeous the coloring yeah. I, everything about her was so bitchy and horrible and wonderful tattoo ideas if you ever want to get a sleeve and just get like verse sleeves like she yeah has. i mean yeah. seriously yeah, the, the artwork's so good that i would cool. get that on my body um it was just such a fun read i really enjoyed this one yeah um no i i absolutely did as well the yeah the character all the character designs are fantastic um the story was definitely compelling it definitely it gave me as well a very studio ghibli feel to it um as well and so um i i would definitely recommend this to to fans of, of the miyasaki movies um but even if you're not is this if you're a fan of good stuff like and a good fantasy this is definitely a, a good book to read um did you there was a line in there that i really appreciated um Esau the the river that initially yes. wants to help uh fife and netia mm-hmm. um when fife is leaving uh they're breaking away for the night and fife and netia are going to go with magdalena to magdalena's tent and isolf is like mm-hmm. um talking and saying good night and then fife was like thanking him and he's like oh you know me of all people i shouldn't judge like something to that degree mm-hmm. and Isolf is like one of the few people of color in the in the rogue river group and so I don't know if that was the intention I like I took it that way I liked it yeah because you can you can tell there's it's not just human versus vel you also know that it's you know humans of different colors being against other humans so i mean you can definitely get kind of like that vibe from it which i i like you know so i i don't know that's how i took it i don't know if it was intended that way i i liked it because we shouldn't judge people by the yeah, way I, look yeah i wasn't sure if it was that or if it was something else because yeah I, you know because um ophelia was i thought i wasn't sure if azar was or not because a couple of them were, I, yeah, I, I wasn't sure, or if it was something else, like maybe something yeah, he had done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I, 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 I kept waiting for there to be like some backstory of he did something wrong, like he had betrayed somebody in some way. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, it definitely could have been that too. He makes a reference to his past. Azar does about him being a thief, so maybe that's part of it as well. Um, but, but with 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 Esolf, um, yeah, I, I kind of got like. Yeah, I, I got kind of other vibes from from them, like like there some kind besides like there's a, like besides the obvious, there's an, an otherness yeah, to his so, character. So so the, the, they they might be um you know like queer of some sort or or something like that because um because because yeah they, there's definitely the the kind of vibe that like that some people might be very judgmental on 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 how they look and they shouldn't be 
So yeah, definitely. Also, too, he was just more compassionate and caring. Yeah, and I think that could have been seen as a flaw too. Exactly. You know, you know he wanted to help yeah. them, the, and the other dude could die. Could die. Yeah, was, was like ready to kill people like on site. Yeah. So yeah, it could have just so, done that. We kind of jumped. But his, oh, but his, I I thought at the when the town got destroyed his ready to kill people thing was a little bit more you didn't get the full like you didn't get a flashback of it but you could tell he kind of been through the shit too yes absolutely absolutely that's exactly it. and um well at the end of the book um in like the afterwards sam beck mentions that um they like to explore identity and relationships through fantasy elements and i think we're kind of talking about that already but um you know, I mean, like, like, how do you, you know, like, I definitely feel like that she's pretty much accomplished that with this, like, we're just already talking about one of the off characters, you know, not off character, but one of the side characters. And, and uh, we haven't even talked about Fife and, and Nethia's like relationship with each other as well. You know, but do, how do you, do you guys feel like uh, there's a good exploration of identity and relationships in this? identity not like so much i think i mean you know i came to sam back with winter parting and yes. she had a relationship between a forest and a person so um it, this felt much more direct uh to me um as far as storytelling goes and and identity goes it, it kind of felt you know it's just people being people um yeah. so identity not so much but relationships certainly it was really good on relationships i really liked uh, ophelia and azar's relationship yes absolutely um i i thought they were really great together um from you know like the flashbacks you get of ophelia being in in the military the like official rivers mm -hmm. um and what she had to go through to get all of them out um whereas you know like things are going to happen now and if you're going to make these choices azar says to her this is on you you know like i'm going to stand by you but um you know if something happens now this is this is on you um and, and i really i really like the relationships i like i like the strength that uh, that ophelia showed and and the support that azar gave her i i really liked the two of them together yeah there's Absolutely. a lot of love I, I i don't know if it was romantic but i really liked the yeah. two of them together it could, it could be romantic but there's definitely a lot of respect and there's a lot there is a love between them i i feel and this is like a really cheesy comparison so i i apologize in advance but you know like law and order where the two lead cops like are so entwined in each other's professional yeah. and personal lives it's just like a relationship that's not necessarily intimate like in a physical sense or in a love sense but that there is just like this higher connection that mm. kind of how I felt about Ophelia and Azar was just that they've been through so much together whatever that is that there's just like this higher connection between them you know like there's that beautiful scene where they're kind of fighting in Ophelia's quarters and then mm. Azar's just like well what are you gonna do about it and then they just stare at each other and he puts his head on her shoulder and he's like I trust you mm. and that's just so mm -hmm. that's so intimate mm -hmm. and it's conveying so much mm -hmm. emotion without a lot being said and I just really I really loved that dynamic between the two yeah yeah agree yeah it, it was definitely kind of a cool fun like slice part of the story you know kind of 
a quick insight. Yeah. Um, so when you look at the flashbacks, so uh, Fife has an older brother who died um, protecting Fife a few years ago um, that he still kind of has um, PTSD over. And um, and it has to do with a Vel and it has to do with a fire. Now, the flashbacks that that Fife were having to me seemed like they started kind of corresponding with some of the flashbacks Nieta was having. And almost like Nieta might be the the Vel or the cause of of the fires. It looked like her. Yeah. Yeah. And also that because they were like that. The flashback scenes confused me. Yeah, I was like, "Who's dreaming what?" Like because they were both supposed to be asleep at that time, so I got really confused as to who was. It was almost like they they were dreaming together. Like there was like a corresponding dream at the same time. Or I I also was just like, "Is he dreaming of her because she's right there and she's new and she's different and now she's kind of like infiltrating his life?" Even you know you know what I mean? Like I yeah. Sometimes those things could've, don't work for me. Could have easily could have easily put her into the story yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so but that's just me not understanding but the way it was I, written i don't think we're supposed to understand that right you know because it's like only book one and it's definitely a mystery yeah, that's really good of the story also it's just a dream yeah exactly yeah that's true but um okay so also the traveler i'm i i kind of noticed this the second time i was kind of going through everything so the traveler has the same kind of features and coloring as Nieta does, and there's a, a specific panel when he's asked when Fife is asking for directions, oh, okay. and it doesn't even show Fife's face; it just shows his body. So obviously, the traveler is looking at that amulet, the one that ends up, you know, Nieta being reborn from essentially. And so I, I, I totally got the vibe that this person that this was is the instigator of this entire situation you know like well look at all of magdalena's notes and you'll figure out she wrote everything down yeah but but, yeah i think definitely the 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 person walking was looking at the amulet yeah Uh, i don't know about skin color skin tone was different um and i'm not sure that matters because a lot of people had different skin tones everyone almost everybody had a different skin tone so i don't think that had any impact but the was definitely eyed the amulet and there's absolutely no way that verse was not intended to set off that amulet (laughs) exactly so i thought that was that's pretty cool a little uh so it wasn't there to give him directions no i guess not (laughs) um but but yeah um i mean maybe i mean it could have been it 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 was a compass on his hand for a little bit at least yeah maybe it had two functions definitely and uh as for like i think maybe in the later books we might get more of like the politicalness of this entire story but i did like to have the main like kingdom slash like political power is fairly absent it's like an absent like parent essentially and these two factions the uh the iron gate and the wraiths are the actual like focus on this and they're they're both kind of they're both doing things because of the ineffectualness of the kingdom and they have different methods and you know uh, of how to do it but it's like the only reason why there's this political power this kingdom is just because they're so bad and ineffectual it's making other people do the right thing I don't know about that no I don't I don't know I think it's I think it's too 
early that if that is part of the story I think it's too early because it was so character driven in this particular book and I don't know I just because the well the race purposes was basically because the the kingdom was ignoring all the outlier oh that's right that's right so that's was their kind of the reason why they were there is to kind of help protect people that the kingdom didn't care about and and so and then effectively the iron gate which was bronca's faction um was kind of the same way but they wanted to do it in more nefarious ways (laughs) oh okay yeah maybe i just didn't care about that part even though that's part of the story i like I was so invested in the characters and, that's the and like Netia, like, I was like, oh, the rest of it, I think can kind of yeah, go away. <laughs> it's not necess- it wasn't necessary for me to enjoy it, even though maybe I should have paid more attention to that. And that was definitely something that I paid more attention to like the next, the second time I read it. Like yeah. I, I didn't really catch it as much the first time. Also, so enjoy it how you want to enjoy it that's exactly what matters. yeah that's a, exactly yeah exactly a, yeah and then it also kind of shows you the you know how how good this the story is is that there's a lot of ways to enjoy it um the um i liked how the verse was basically like song lyrics it almost reminds kind of like the way tolkien like in, in putting songs into his, his stories and they were kind of like almost like they were magic even though they were just like silly songs so i thought that was kind of cool origin of uh of the the magic that people used or poetry yep oh definitely yeah and um and also there's maps at the end and i i'm a sucker for maps so (laughs) (laughs) you are so always always happy about that no this was a really good choice darcy thank you yeah i really liked it and yeah it felt safe (laughs) i mean (laughs) what was was i not gonna like a sam beck piece probably not (laughs) (laughs) exactly um i'm glad you chose it because i definitely wanted to read it um as soon as as possible and and might have skipped it accidentally if if we hadn't uh, covered it on this podcast so very much thank you yeah and also yeah if you if, if you haven't read any other Sandbeck stuff they definitely winter parting which came out last year was fantastic and is this kind of like the first ongoing story that Sandbeck has done fully theirs or yeah. fully hers rather yes as as far as I know uh, she's been on uh, she's done art on a, a Marvel book or two I think or mm-hmm. no yes uh, I can't remember her full bibliography but she's <laughs> done she's done art on some major um something for boom maybe something for Marvel so but like that's fully creator around as far as I know I think so well this is a good start you know how my brain is my brain's terrible yeah, but as, as far as I know I think so it looks this is a great a great story and i'm glad that uh it's it's come out and i'm glad that vault picked it up um with their their new wonderbound imprint which is i guess like an all ages imprint for vault so that's i think so yeah pretty cool all right well very cool have any other thoughts or anything else on this uh i hope it takes some more chances i'm gonna be honest i loved it but I did feel it was a little bit safe. Oh, if I had okay. any criticism of it, if I had any criticism of, at all of it, um, I, I think it was maybe a tiny bit safe. Yeah. Um, 
plot wise. Uh, it didn't do anything very like out of the boxy or anything. Um, I, I don't know, like character wise, everything felt like a little bit safe. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I'm hoping book two uh, does something like go, go somewhere, maybe a little bit, I think some, somewhere a little bit less safe. That's going to happen. And I'm going to end up hating it. I like it. <laughs> well, well, and then see with me, it's, it's kind of like, if you look at like some of the greatest, like ongoing stories, the first volume of that story is usually the safest. And then yeah. the second one's where exactly blown out of proportion and like goes crazy, you know, like, um, because yeah, like like Star Wars. I mean, A New Hope is a safe movie, and then Empire is right. It gets good. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, like, and that's nothing against this yeah. story. I, I liked it a lot. I loved it. Um, yeah, but I, I'm I'm kind of hoping for something, kind of like I said, like this felt very heavily to me of Laputa. Like if if I put Laputa and this next to each other, like there there were a lot of similarities to me and Laputa is my favorite studio ghibli movie nice. um, so it's like um again nothing against it but i i i want it to i don't want them just to end up like like back in time in one of the floating castles talking to like somebody yeah. or something mm -hmm. like i i don't want that to 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 happen i want something to go somewhere yeah. and especially like character wise coming off of you know my favorite sam beck piece which is still probably always going to be winter parting where you have this romantic story that crosses an entire lifetime of falling in love with a forest a literal forest mm -hmm. um that is a character piece that broke my heart this is so far just kind of people being people and there's nothing there that's especially um uh uh and, and stories don't have to be groundbreaking um but and stories don't have to be groundbreaking stories don't have to be groundbreaking but um i don't know maybe i'm just expecting a little bit too much well you're also comparing it to something you have like That's a reference work. point i do have you know <laughs> like i don't have a reference point so right. this was a completely different experience for me right. whereas now when you talked about winter winter parting mm -hmm. and you said it broke your heart i won't read it it was really good. No, not, not, not in a bad way. No, it's not in a bad way. In, in a good way. Yeah. No, don't like it. Don't like that feeling <laughs> of heartbreak. I don't no. give a shit. Yep. I don't care if it feels good it's or bad answer. in the end. Now I'm sad. There's, I'm like, oh, that makes me really sad. I don't want to read something like that. But this a, was just, just, it was Goldilocks for me. It was so good. It was just perfect. I really enjoyed This is a great intro. I think yeah. if you mm -hmm. don't have a reference point to Sandbeck's work, I yeah. think this is a it's and it's also a great intro to fantasy comics. It is. If, if you wanted to kind of get into that whole shtick, you know, like this is I think that's where like this is really good. No, it's it's a like you said, it's it's a Goldilocks. It's a very good sweet spot for that. Yeah. And it it absolutely 100 percent is. Again, I am I'm not saying anything at all bad about this comic. No. It's just like in book two. 
I want just like not the same thing as book one. If if I were to have something perfect, I want just something a tiny bit more. And I'm sure just that a little bit more that'll be delivered. Yeah, yeah. hopefully yeah. so. Yeah. Um, well, uh, a couple of things. One, like this actually inspired me to almost like kind of blow up my plan of what books to cover on, on my choices for this season because there's a book called Daughters of East. Um, that came out last year that I really enjoyed that I feel almost kind of like it's like a prequel like this is it's the story of the of the of the floating cities and how they got destroyed and so oh. so even though obviously these these stories aren't related but it kind of gave me that same kind of vibe and I love that book and I love this book so maybe we'll we'll cover Daughters of East coming up in the next couple of weeks <laughs> um, but there's um, have you ever heard of an artist a uh, musical guy uh, named uh, Radical Face. Um, the, no, <laughs> he hasn't. Yeah, it's it's kind of scary, <laughs> but he has an album. It's a concept album called Ghosts, and yes. the um and you might have heard there's a song called Welcome Home Son on it that I think gets played in commercials every once in a while. Um, but I'm the only reason I'm bringing it up is because you kind of reminded me when you were describing Winter Parting, which also I I did love as well um, when I read it. Um, because the 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 concept of this album it's a story of a house that falls in love with the family that lives in the house yep yeah and so so yeah so great you just ruined that vibe. fucking album for me yeah <laughs> thank you i won't listen to it now no it's a good album so. it is but why did you have to talk about that oh, yeah. uh, like i am such an overly emotional human being i'm constantly near tears a hundred percent of the time the so fact am I. the yeah. fact like i think and darcy i think that's when you and i kind of like break off a little is that like i that's why i like true crime dumb stupid shit on tv like i can't i can't focus on really like amazing <laughs> like heart-wrenching art or stories and i think this is why like in I'm a repetitive person. I like, once I like something, I like to watch the, you know, like watch the same show. I like to read the same book because anything outside of my comfort zone, like literally destroys my soul. And so I think those types of stories where you're talking about, mm -hmm. although for anybody, they sound so incredibly wonderful to read or to listen to whatever that like, once you start talking about, like, I feel like this, this type of love um, it's, it's, I'm going to start crying. It's really hard for me to not get emotional about it. And I think that's why I need therapy because this is yeah. like, it's, well, it's really weird for me. I probably need therapy as well because <laughs> no, I'm don't. on the exact opposite <laughs> where I've so emotionally repressed myself that the only thing I can feel is to read these things. I've writing. had therapy <laughs> and I am also a hugely repetitive reader. I'm, I'm totally with you on that. I'm mm -hmm. all about, if you look at my AO3 history, like all of my fanfics is like, how many times have you read this? Cause your history will tell you, which don't look at it if you don't want to, cause it makes you feel like shit sometimes. <laughs> oh, you've read the, oh, you've read this a hundred times. You've got a hundred <laughs> hits on this fic, right? Um, so I'm a massive rereader. And I, I totally feel you on the comfort that you get from rereading. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's an actual real 
for me, good thing. I know some people don't necessarily like it, but for me, it's a good thing because mm-hmm. it's a place to go uh, where you're, you know what you're getting, you yes. know what you're going to feel each time you yes. go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like a home for your heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my home for my heart, I, I like my, like my feel good, my wholesome shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not so much of an angsty person necessarily, Um, but, uh, my feel good, wholesome shit will sometimes make me cry a whole fucking lot. Yeah. Uh, And I'm comfortable with that. (laughs) Okay. And I totally get that as well. And, and like, that's actually a good way to, to, to be, I'm kind of the same way on that, where I do have that kind of group of things. Like if I'm in kind of a certain mood, I'll, I want to watch something this, but at the same time, I think I have such a weird like feeling that I'm missing out on everything else in the world that it's hard for me to repeat watch and repeat things over and over again where I just kind of want the new the new the new you know like like let's move on like I've missed so much already so I want to watch something that I've never watched before and then that's also kind of can be a problem as well you know you know like I just have to continue moving on but there's things you know there's like if, if like Jaws is on on tv i watch it you know i sit down and soften watch that movie because it's like that's a that's a must for me you know but uh and not necessarily going to put it on myself but if it happens to be on i'll watch it you know so. yeah i think i just my i i don't know if i've ever said this on here i know i think i've said it to you guys i don't know if i've ever said it on the podcast mm-hmm. but growing up my dad would not let me watch rated r movies Uh, we had a rule. You can't watch them until you turn 18. Uh, So there was a whole fuck ton of stuff. I just missed period. Um, And so like, I, I can't remember there, there are so many movies I've never seen that are considered like, oh, you have to have seen these movies. Like somebody will say something, obviously you should have seen this. And I'll be like, "Mm, nope, haven't. Um, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I know. Terminator or Predator? No, I have seen Terminator and Predator. Those I have (laughs) caught up on, but for a long time, I hadn't. For a long time, I hadn't. Like I was in my mid-20s before Mm -hmm. I ever saw those. Um, But, you know, it's stuff like that. Um, I I still, I don't think I've ever watched past Terminator 2, for example. But, you know, those even even came out later. But anyway, but it is, it's stuff like that. And so like, there was so much pop culture I missed just because I was, you know, it was 2000 and what, 2003, 2004, before I even started watching rated R movies. And I felt guilty about it because (laughs) because I knew my dad thought they were bad, you know, kind of thing. Um, And so it was like, I've, I like already had this point where it was like, whatever, I'm already behind. Everybody else has already seen this shit. And I know I haven't, I can't participate in these conversations. (laughs) So I, I think that might be why, like, I, I'm, more okay than some people with not buying this stuff maybe Mm -hmm. I don't know that that's true like I've I've tried to come up with why recently because I've had this conversation with a lot of people I I don't buy a lot like a lot of comic book people especially have this whole I have to you know gotta have that pull list gotta be subscribed to this gotta do this gotta do that I don't have that. I'm not saying I'm better than other people. I'm absolutely not. Um, 
like, fuck it. There's so much shit. I do not know because I don't have that. Oh, okay. I don't know so much shit. And I, there's a lot of stuff I've only read recently just because the subscription services, Mm -hmm. you know, just, just because that's, that exists now that I've only been able to catch up on so much stuff because I've never gotten in that mindset of, I need to read things because I, I was like shut off from pop culture by my dad. So if you, you know, if it's not even on your radar, why do you feel the need to consume it? Exactly. Don't even have that drive for it. Yeah, exactly. So, so I, in, instead of reading new stuff, I read old stuff because, and a lot of it was kind of tied to my dad being like, well, you can't do this and you can't do that and you can't do that. And so, yeah, it's like, and, and so that has that mentality of like, well, you're never going to catch up anyway. So why try has made okay. me more comfortable with like knocking stuff off anyway. So like there's, I'll just stop reading stuff at the drop of a hat. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. That's my issue is that I don't. (laughs) And I, 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 like, I I think what I just, I was talking about yesterday in our chat was like, I have a problem with dropping a book because I'm like, oh, it might get better. And it's like, yeah, no, it's, I have too much to read. So, you know, drop this. Yeah. (laughs) Look, if it's not good now, just leave it alone. (laughs) You know, so, you know, I, I definitely, I wish kind of I was more like like the way you are, Darcy, when it comes to stuff like that. I think I think we all um, all wish something because I wish I knew more. Yeah. And I don't like I wish I wish I could do what so many other people did, where it's like, oh yeah, that book from that time by that person. Like people know so much stuff, and I just don't because I See, didn't, you know. We have, I mean, I have a um, a blank space in like pop culture from 2008 to 2000 maybe 14 um because um when when like carrie and i were first married we didn't have access to tv or (laughs) movies and stuff like that yeah we weren't able to go see stuff so i missed out a lot of like of that kind of stuff and i kind of do feel the same way you do darcy when it comes to like when someone's like talking about like like the dark knight and i'm like oh i hear it's a great movie but like do i want to watch it because like you know it's now been 12 years and like do i really want to catch up with all this and you know so so yeah i'll surprise a lot of people when i'm like oh i have never seen this or I've never watched this and it's like oh everyone's seen this it's like well i haven't <laughs> you know yeah so, yeah I'm, I'm definitely that way with movies and tv yeah. i do not watch movies and tv hardly at all and then i overcompensate like in 2019 i went and saw 40 movies in the theater oh my gosh exactly I saw one and it was my favorite movie of the year (laughs) good for you it was nice out I actually really enjoyed it we we got dinner and I drank before I went into the movie theater so it was really yeah way better experience for me Mm -hmm. I get nervous I feel like there's going to be an active shooter or someone's going to try to rape me in the bathroom Mm. or especially Mm. because that particular movie theater even though it's a really posh wonderful area of like our of our county it um two girls were raped like a week apart in the bathrooms there and and then also not a year before there was an active there was an active shooter at the mall that that was the mall that I worked at so so I just like like now when we go into public spaces I'm like where are the exits yeah you know yeah (laughs) like I'm watching people so I can't enjoy I have a lot of anxiety and depression anyway so I have a hard time enjoying things with Brian so I'm very much like you go do stuff and 
Yeah. I'll be the agoraphobic that I've always been and be at my house with my dog and I, I, I think that's part of the relationship. Like for example, with Dune, I'm gonna go see Dune. Yeah, you super excited. We'll have during dinner. We'll I'll tell. Her yeah, he'll about, tell me the entire plot, and I'll be super happy. And then it saved us money, and I get to <laughs> live vicariously through him. So, yeah. So, um, relationships are uh, different. Yeah, and uh, I think at the bottom line is that uh, we need to get a better healthcare system so more people can afford mental health services in this country, such as therapy. Mental health is health. That's right. I agree with that. Because you know what? Those, um, uh, what are those ads for like Talkspace or whatever? Talkspace is really fucking expensive. Those better not. It's it's not a substitute. It's not. And, um, yeah, when, when they say like oh $60 off your first thing it's like whoa $60 off my first uh like $500 a thing yeah, yeah that's that not helpful that's going to be really expensive i don't want this. like yeah the although if you're better help or talk space and you want to sponsor our podcast <laughs> by all means let yes. us know what i mean like for better help they'll be like oh um financial aid is available i'm like i shouldn't need financial aid to, to get therapy better. exactly like that that's a ridiculous thing mm-hmm. to to tell somebody so anyways yeah healthcare should cover it healthcare should cover yeah. your mind mm-hmm. your teeth your eyeballs mm-hmm. part of my body yeah. healthcare should cover it exactly yep. how yeah. do we get on this i don't know <laughs> but that was good. this was fun it was a good conversation <laughs> great and see the thing is, is that then we would be going into a uh, to a discussion now see? and this would be it a, all worked we out. actually Podcast. had one yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, but, but anyways, so back to um, <laughs> Sam Beck and, um, and verse. Um, so y'all, y'all liked it. I liked it. We, um, you know, the art uh, story, everything was good. Darcy, I have a question for you. Will, Go for it. You will be picking up a uh, book two then when it comes out. When it comes out, I have no okay. idea when that is. I, okay. I, the only thing on her uh, Twitter I've seen is just that book one came out. I, I haven't seen anything about book two. So, okay. but yes, the second it comes out, I'll awesome. be getting it. Uh, yeah, I'm getting vibe that it's going to be an annual thing, but I could be could wrong. be yeah that'd be fun yeah, that that would be great you know and especially around this time of it, the, the story goes well with this time time of year so that'd be kind of cool to have there okay. So I think that's about it then. If unless you guys have anything else, no, no, I'm good. Thank you. All right. Well, then I will go ahead and uh, put this car in the garage. Or put this car in the garage. <laughs> that one's <laughs> random. Uh, what the fuck? It's a random that? metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> Take home this horse. No, and... just go. Just... <laughs> so we've reached. We reached. <laughs> We reached the end of the show. Thankfully. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you to everyone listening to our show. Uh, Email us uh, with any questions and comments at comicsdeservebetter at gmail.com. Instagram and Twitter, CDBpod. Website uh, with all our episodes and all the books that we've covered on the on the episodes is at comicsdeservebetter.wordpress.com. You can also um, request a subject for a future show. And uh, if you have a chance uh, and you like the show, please tell people about it and uh, follow and rate it if you want to as well. Darcy, where can we find you? Uh, I am at books underscore serial and booksandserial.wordpress.com. Currently, I am following the Wastelanders Old Man Hawkeye series, which Mm -hmm. just started. Uh, Sirius has put out the 
first two episodes um which uh Sirius is technically behind a paywall but it's got 30 day free trial uh so you can step on that or uh today the first episode released on the wastelanders feed for free at least it seemed to to me it came up when i uh, updated my uh podcast app uh, podcast addict so it looks like it may be coming out on the uh, regular wastelanders feed maybe a week two weeks behind or something um so i'm not sure so if you were listening to wastelanders old man star lord it looks like old man hawkeye might be coming out there just a couple of weeks behind for free maybe don't bother paying for Sirius because why wouldn't you <laughs> unless you're unless you're me but yeah. it was freaking excellent marvel's podcast sound design is just getting better somehow who knows i don't know it was great before it's fucking fantastic now yeah. so hard recommend awesome yeah um it didn't show up on my feed i got i got a uh, uh coming soon on the the marvel's uh app of all things all, not, yeah not all of the all of the um all of the um what am I trying to say? All of the individual Marvel podcasts did a trailer for it on their updates. Mm -hmm. And then the Wastelander one did today, like a couple of hours ago, like two hours ago, it popped. Ooh. So, so yeah, you, you know what? I, I just saw, saw this. It's on, on Apple. You have to subscribe to Wastelanders Hawkeye specifically. But, yeah. but yes, season, the episode one is, is free Star now. Star attraction. And yeah. uh, the rest say subscription next to them, the season, chapters two and three. So I'm assuming, like you said, like it'll probably start coming out weekly, about two episodes behind. So I am following yeah. as we speak. Because yeah. it didn't show up on the other Wastelanders. Uh, there it we go. It looks like it's very loosely following the 2018 run of Old Man Hawkeye, but okay. very loosely. Like it's it's uh, Clint versus the Thunderbolts, maybe, but not quite. Ashley's in it, but not the same Ashley. I don't know. It's very weird right now, but it's still very good. Cool. We'll see, you know, either way, you know, it's a, a good story is a good story. So it's always kind yeah. of fun to have a, an adaptation of a story as yes. well. So Agreed. awesome. And then so we'll be getting old man Hawkeye and then young man Hawkeye and also also Kate uh, Bishop Hawkeye, the best Hawkeye. Kate in, Bishop's uh, in this too. Oh, she is? Oh, sweet. Okay. She's I'm going on. to be. She hasn't appeared yet, but she's on the cast list. I was going to listen to it anyways, but now it's like, okay, yeah, I'm excited very much so to listen to it. So yeah, that's she's, cool. She's in the cast list, so she's in it. Awesome. She's in that comic too. Oh, sweet. I, yeah, I've actually never read any of the uh, of the old man books because I don't like Mark Miller. And old man, old man Hawkeye twenty eighteen isn't okay. Uh, Miller, it's it's somebody I can't remember what his name is right now, but it is a solid book. I really okay. liked it. I know Lemire wrote Wolf, Old Man Wolverine out like the later stuff, so I, I might yeah. as well. Ethan, that. Ethan, somebody, somebody, Ethan. I can't remember who it was, but it, it was art's fantastic. Story's really good. It's just Clint's like, I'm old. I'm going blind. The <laughs> the 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 thunderbolts are the reason why all this shit happened to me in my section. I'm gonna go fuck these motherfuckers up before I die. Um, nice. And and so, uh, Kate helps. 
very much like a western kind of feel to it then like an unforgiven exactly. kind of yeah um mm-hmm. but yeah that sounds actually really good and uh i i definitely well might even have to check out the comic then quit being so staunch on about what i'm not reading and you're right ethan sachs is the as a writer and it wasn't ethan francesco <laughs> mobley was the art and oh marco uh uh Cicetto is Cicetto the, did the cover covers. yes yeah which is awesome i like him a lot i only know any of this because i did a post about it i would not have known this i i, re- I reread it like three weeks ago and i would not have known that <laughs> it looks really good i will I'll have to put it in between my my copious amount of Daredevil that I'm reading at this moment. <laughs> so I'm you know it's it's a pretty book. It's not very old, so it's you know it's yeah. it's if you don't like reading older comics from like the early two thousands, again, Mark Millar's. Ugh, I I agree. I wouldn't want to read it either. Yeah, <laughs> this uh, is not that. Not that. All right. Well. That does sound really interesting. And also, I've been reading books from the 60s and 70s, and a lot of them were written by Stan Lee, who is a great ambassador of comics, but maybe not the best writer of comics. So this is probably going to be a breath of fresh air for me. Yeah. So Stan's um, stuff still better than Millar's stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> At least it has some creativity behind it and not wanting to just to make a movie. But um, <laughs> I digress. Well, Carrie just stepped out, but I, I don't think she's still announcing her... Uh, for Instagram or anything like that. So um, I'll just let you all know that I'm at Brygen2814, um, Twitter, Brygen underscore CB on Instagram. And um, Carrie's back. Do you want to tell us where your Instagram is? No, thank you. Okay, so I, I, I called it. <laughs> okay, so, well, then for Darcy and Carrie, I'm Brian, and this has been the Comics Is Are Better podcast. Uh, so remember, comics deserve better, and everyone deserves comics. Thank Bye. you. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Hello. Just kidding. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs>